Hey everybody, this is Sugar Ray Rafer. Welcome to my takeover show. Hope you enjoy yourself. Sit back, relax, and put on your dancing shoes. to our next installment of the takeover show right here on buddy guy radio with your host mighty quinn you are live tonight we've got special guests out of california and arizona my main man mr sugar ray rayford sugar tell everybody how you're feeling brother say hi to everybody out there in radio land i'm doing good man i'm, I'm alive i'm on this side of the grass pat thank you guys for having me i'm good i'm good that's it brother. <laughs> exactly yeah every day north of the dirt's a good day brother you know what i'm saying especially no with doubt. all that so no um yeah we're gonna have some fun we're gonna ask you some questions about your music and your your history and all that and uh let's jump in um yeah. all right so ray when was the magic moment that you realized you were good enough to make records 
Well, you know, I think I'm trying to think. I made my very first record. I think I was 14. Uh, I was pretty big in the gospel church. I had gotten up pretty high uh, in that thing. And I, I was a choir director. I wasn't singing so much. I was uh, directing the choir with Dr. Clark, the mother of the Clark sisters, Dr. Madam House Clark. Nice. Was the MD of uh, Church of God in Christ. And I was one of the choir directors. But, um, and then, of course, you know, left music. It wasn't really until uh, probably like 99, maybe, I'm thinking. Uh, when uh, I had started my uh, pickup band because I hadn't played for a long time, my wife really encouraged me to play. And one of the members of the band used to be a, a member of the Ink Spots, and he pulled me aside one day and said, "You know, you're better than just a cover band. You need to go and try and push this." And you know, coming from him, it meant a lot. So I, maybe that was the first time I thought. That. Like you do. Oh, 
She said, you ain't done nothing to me But I just can't stay here with you Oh, I stood and watched my baby As far as I could see You know the girl, she started running Yes, she did After waving goodbye to me I'm here to tell you that was too much for me I walked the back street and I like that, man. The, the, and to start when you were that young. And you know, it's funny. How many guys I talked to that started with gospel? It started with the church. Well, the church uh, was the proving ground. You got to think right. when, you was, when you were a young musician, uh, you know, unlike people that lived in New York and California, I mean, I grew up in East Texas. So, you know, East Texas, I mean, if you were in Louisiana, you probably could, were able to get out in the clubs and play. Sure. In Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, all this. Most of us was the church. That was our proving ground. Okay. That's where we went in. And, you know, we always say that once you come out of the church, uh, you're good enough to play Carnegie Hall because church folks were going to tell you whether you were good or bad and you had to work on it. Plus, all the people around you were amazing. Well, I'm going to take you people on a tornado ride. You gotta hold on tight Stay right by my side I'm gonna take you up 
right back down By the time I get through Your head gonna be spinning round You don't know what you got Until you ride along with me But I guarantee you people From town to town People trembling in my wake You best be willing to roll Cause I'm bad, make no mistake I wrestle with a lion Make love to the grizzly bear When people see me coming, y'all
you dealing with the quarantine, man, over the last 12 to 14 months? How, how's that affected you guys? Well, it's been crazy, man. Uh, our last uh, actual show was March 15th. Uh, was that uh, was that 99? It was right as the pandemic started. So maybe that was 2000, March 15th, 2000. And there, um, it, it was a... Uh, it was hard and a blessing at the same time. My my wife had been diagnosed with stage three multiple myeloma cancer, so it allowed me to be able to be home with her the entire time. Till like now she's back in remission, back at work doing a thing, and now we're just starting to get bookings again. So, Amen. I, you know, I know it was really really hard for a lot of people. You know, I saved up all my money. I, I I'm, I'm a very frugal person, so it actually I hate to say this. That's why I'm beating around the bush but for me it was almost a blessing because you know i was playing 200 shows a month right so I, it was i needed that year to be here with my wife and i was able to be here with her mind body and spirit through this whole thing and uh so it was a blessing amen right i'm sorry for all those that had hard horrible times with it uh uh yeah. but everything else was light compared to the stuff i was working with. And I was just trying to find You don't know what you do Till you put under pressure Across 110th Street Is a hell of a tester Across 110th Street Pimps trying to catch a woman next week Across 110th Street Pushers won't let the junkie go free
I couldn't I imagine. It was really tough for a lot of people, and it was tough for me, but that wasn't the focus. The focus was I was, you know, able to be by her side through, through the whole thing. So, Awesome. Awesome. Give her a hug for everybody from Buddy Guy Radio, will you? Will do. Absolutely. Um, I know through all the years you've had all these different different performances. What was one of your most memorable or favorite performances, and, and where and, and with who? Gosh, I would say my most memorable performance, one that I always remember. Uh, was b- before I quit music uh, in gospel. I was at the time I think fifteen, maybe sixteen. I used okay. to have a choir choir called IYC, which is or interdenominational youth choir, interdenominational youth choir, three hundred fifteen choir members strong. And I remember I was going to this little church out in a little town called Mount Enterprise, Texas. The church probably held about eighty, a hundred people. Wow! But I had three hundred choir members with me, and the church was packed, and we couldn't get the choir into the church. And so it was just one of them old wooden white churches with the steeple with the windows down the side. So I had the choir surround the church. We raised all the windows of the church. I stood in the middle of the church and directed my choir from inside the church while they sang outside to wow. people inside the church. Are you kidding that's, me? No, that's something I was always
Speaking of gospel and being in a church, how do you see gospel music and blues music being interrelated? Well, my own personal experience of this, one of the elders that I knew, Elder Deborah, which stands for, uh, we call him Ella. I'm trying to say it like y'all call it Elder Deborah. We say Ella Deborah. Uh, Elder Deborah was a preacher and, and uh, um, uh, evangelist, uh, but later I found out he was also a blues man, and he was the first person I ever saw. He sat down and actually had his guitar and picked out some songs for me. He's the first real live person I ever saw do blues. But you got to understand, you know, like they were grooming me to be a preacher. A lot of the great blues men, especially one of my favorites, uh, Mr. Sun House. You know, oh, yeah. a lot of us struggled because we grew up in the church. So it was a struggle uh, singing blues, which sounds so close to gospel. And, you know, my family is always telling me, have always encouraged me since I've been my brothers, I should say. Nice. But yeah, it's 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 definitely intertwined because most of the great singers uh, up until like the early '90s, most of the great singers and great players, you can literally trace the roots right back to the church.
blues, right? Did it did it choose you? It did for that very same reason. You know, I started a when I came back to music after being gone for twenty years, fifteen years. Uh, I started a funk soul band, which was really good. It blew up really fast. Became a corporate band. We I, we were it was blessed. My very first show was a corporate gig for Coca Cola, for God's sakes. There you so go. I, I mean, I was real lucky. But uh, there was a guy that I at the time I was still a bouncer. There was a guy across the street in this little club called the Alley. His name was Ronnie Lane and the Texas Twisters. And on Wednesday nights, they would just be packed. Wednesday nights was a slow night for us. We were one bartender, one bouncer, okay. because it was a slow night. It was sure. the night that my club used to check out bands for the weekend. Okay. You know, it was like audition night. So sure. I would be able to sneak across the street, and they had this big glass bay window in front of the alley. And people would be in there hook a buck and shaking what their mama gave them. And the music <laughs> reminded me of gospel. I didn't really know blues. I'd only heard it a little bit. Right, uh, but but the music itself spoke to my soul, and I was lucky enough that Ronald Lane was one of those cute, cool musicians that he would invite me in uh, to let me go up and mess up his set. These guys were tight as a gnat's butt over a fifty-five gallon drum, and then you got this guy up that don't know any of the words. And right, right, and, uh, right. That's that's how it happened for me. And the bass player did something to me that has reverberated my entire life. And which he gave me a paperback book that had ten thousand blues songs, the music and the lyrics. Really. And that was my start. And that's where it all began. Yeah, that that and my wife going out finding songs. She would make me go to these jams. She would go out and find songs that she liked. She'd buy the album, and then we sit in the car, and I learned the song, and then run into the jam and try to sing it. <laughs> <laughs>
funny speaking of that i remember we were talking just a few weeks ago and i was watching a commercial and i don't remember exactly what the commercial was and all of a sudden um take me back is the music for this commercial it was like a sports betting commercial and i'm like i know that song that's my brother <laughs> man sugar right there sugar on the sports commercial commercials Dude, that's awesome, man! And I, I love that song, man. That that song has just got a funky ass beat. Thank that's you, a good brother. tune, man. Well, that, this, the, the last two albums I've done have been trying to throw an old back to the, the days of Little Milton and uh, Tyrone yeah. Davis and and Bobby Bland because no one's really playing that type of blues right now. There's a lot of rock blues. There's a lot of country blues, even. Uh, there is very few soul blues, and you know I've been traveling with a seven piece band with horns and all that since the beginning because I really want to.
your voice? Because I have some guys that do and some guys that don't. They just go out and hit it. Well, now that we've been off so long, I, I, I probably will. But normally, because my voice is I always kept it strong from the old gospel days, is no. Because when I'm doing, you know, I used to do these crazy tours. Like, uh, I think one of the last tours we did was, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, 24, was it? 24 shows in 28 days in 16 states. That's so, a lot. Yeah, for a singer, you know. Uh, the most I've ever done is 10 in a row, 10 days in a row, 10 songs, in a, 10 shows in a row. Uh, but, uh, you know, you warm up a little bit, but it changes because you don't want to blow your voice out when you're already right. trained. Right. So right. Uh, now that I've been off for so long, right. uh, probably the first few weeks, I would definitely be warming up. I usually only warm up about 30 minutes before a show. Okay. Because okay. it's just like stretching when you're running track. You can overdo right. it. Right, 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 right. We don't want you blowing out a hammy or anything, buddy. Right. No, so. Tony to be playing. That's right. My partner, Mike Finnegan. Yeah! Yeah! We don't want to know, you don't want to know how long Cal and I have been knowing each other. How long? How long? Since 1965. Kindergarten together. Actually, we met in the Bolton Sewer called the High Hole Club in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah. I, I hope it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like it was falling over there. All right, this is another tune that Lori and I put together, and this is called. Oh, wait a minute. Can I get a little less of a guitar? Something a guitar player never says. Turn me down. Right down he did. <laughs> Give me a couple it. seconds. This was by It seemed like there was a shadow across the land. 
showmanship, all that kind of stuff. Who do you pattern your style after, or do you? And maybe who are some of your influences? Nobody. Uh, I, okay. I'm doing this, almost the same thing that I did in the days when I did gospel. It's just a natural thing for me. I okay. am who I am. Or as my grandmother used to say, I am my mother's child. And my mother had that, and uh, along with being an unbelievable vocalist. Uh, so I haven't tried to pattern anybody. My, my end goal is to entertain. I just have this deep thing inside of me that I really appreciate that people would spend their time and money, and time more than money. Right. And so for me, I always want to give them a great show. And one thing I didn't notice in the blues and soul world is there's a lot of great, great players, and there's a lot of great singers, but it's like nobody was entertaining anymore. But if you go back, you look at old Muddy Waters or Wolf or yeah. uh, uh, or, or a T-Bone Walker or any of those old guys, not only did they sing great and come up with great songs, you had to entertain. And the church was that way. You know, you had to be a great player, but you had to figure out a way to stand out.
life as a child or a teenager where you grew up tell me about tell me your early ages before you got into the gospel really 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 tough you know we lived very very hard my brothers and i you know there were times we would go six seven days with nothing to eat oh uh, we lived in a condemned home you know bathing outside on the water i mean it was it was tough you know my mother god bless her soul i think she did what she could do uh the cancer uh you know she battled colon cancer for about six seven years on top of that so mm-hmm. it was tough. I mean, life got better for us. Uh, I hate to say that, but when my mother passed and our grandmother took us in permanently. But I had spent most of my time with my grandmother more than anything. Okay. Uh, my grandmother was more my mother than anything. Uh, I understand. But, uh, but, but uh, yeah, it was it was, it was was tough. And, I mean, you know, everybody goes through it. Uh, but uh, it builds character or it reveals character. People say it builds character. I always say it reveals character. When things really get bad, you, you know who people really are. And a shout out to grandma. Yeah, definitely. Big, All big right. Mama was, big mama was taking care of business. Wouldn't, wouldn't be here if it wasn't for big mama. Be. Nothing wrong with a good, strong Texas woman, man, taking care of business. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. And believe me, she was one of them strong sisters, bro. My mom was born in Texas back in 1920 down McAllen. McAllen? McAllen? Yeah. Yes, yes, sir. Way down south somewhere, from what I understand. That's East Texas, too. Or east, deep East Texas. McAllen, okay. Right? Well, that's where my. West, West, but yeah. That's where my mom came from back in the, back in the day. Woo! I'm so broke I can't tell a joke. This for everybody has ever come up a dollar short in the daily. I know exactly how you feel. Look here. Baby took the credit cards and went down to the mall. Got herself a brand new wardrobe. Yeah, she maxed out a mall. So I'm headed down to the pawn shop with my guitar and microphone Hoping that the man there will help me out with a loan Cause I'm stuck Stuck for a buck Lord, I'm glad I look I'm stuck for a buck Everybody knows that these are some hard times Everybody's holding on to every last dime So good folks turn into a life of crime Some good folks going to jail doing hard time Cause I'm stuck Stuck for a buck Lord, I'm glad I love Stuck for a buck Back. 
45 to 70 we grew up in an era where you didn't have all these categories good music was good music if you See? listen to walk uh, 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 if you listen to the Wolfman, the Wolfman played everything he might play some fog hat but at the same time he might turn around and play marvin gay or some Barry white i mean he played everything so you right it opened your ears up to hear a lot of different music so that part is really good the only bad part about today is the way the algorithm and things work, it can send you down one lane rabbit hole. Yeah, and I don't get that at all. Yeah, I like I like that's the first time somebody's mentioned the Wolfman on the show. The Wolfman Jack coming out there live out of Texas, man, playing some blues for you here tonight, man. Come on, can you hear me? Yeah, man. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh my God, that that's that's incredible. You got no etiquette and I got no class We ran the human race and both came out last We just a couple walking natural disasters Who cares? That's all in the past You got no logic, I got no self-control
Slated to be on Star Search. Really? Yeah, as a break dancer. And my cousin, oh man, my cousin who was my dance partner was so frightened that he went and married this girl so that he couldn't do the show. They were broken up in two months. No and way. We, we used to call ourselves the G Force. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Weasel and Ice T. He was Ice T, and I was Weasel. So they didn't know that you were a dancer. Right. All right. Yeah. Gospel yeah. singer, dancer, yeah. people, yeah. are you digging these inside stories about Sugar Ray right here for you? I used to even I used to even teach breakdancing in Tyler, and I remember meeting this one little white kid, uh, and I remember his name, it just went out of my head, but later on, because his mother was a teacher in Chapel Hill, 
later on, that kid, we used to tell him he couldn't dance and we tried to work with him and everything. You know, this is back when breakdancers used to have all these classes and stuff. Oh, and sure. People, and I was working for uh, one of the local uh, YMCA-type places. Anyway, that kid wound up being Vanilla Ice. No way. Yeah. He, wow. His mother was a teacher in Chapel Hill, which is a subsidiary of the town of Tyler. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Small world, Ice. brother. Small yeah. world.
everybody. This has been Sugar Ray Rayford on The Takeover. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and I hope to see you soon. Get out there and shake what your mama gave you. For the precious love I lost 